Modern healthcare is complex, and the search for solutions can be just as tricky. With so many solutions and approaches out there, we wanted to provide a little guidance and hear some interesting stories along the way. That's why we started Bonding Over Benefits. I'm Libby, your host. Join us for conversations with benefit industry experts as they share insights, experiences, and solutions to improve the benefits and healthcare experience. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of HealthJoy's podcast called Bonding Over Benefits. I personally am super excited for this podcast. We have two guests on from Springbok. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Jennifer. How are you guys? Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks Um, for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. I'm super excited. This episode is all about cost containment, and we'll get into who Springbuck is and why it really makes sense for them to be on this podcast specifically in a second. Um, but I'm just super excited. Cost containment is such a big conversation in the healthcare and benefits industry. Um, so excited to talk about different ways that HealthJoy is tackling that and Springbuck is trying to tackle that um, and just any other expertise that you guys can bring to this topic as well. So Super excited to jump in. Why don't we start with introductions? Nicole, do you want to go first? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. I'm Nicole Bellis. I'm the SVP of product at Springbook, and I've actually been in the healthcare data analytics industry for about 20 years now. Um, I've worked in health plans, I've worked for uh, Aetna and United, and I've also worked for a couple other health data analytic companies. Great. Jennifer, what about you? Uh, So I am our VP of Strategic Partnerships, which is a new role within Springbuck for me this year. Uh, And I've been with Springbuck for, it'll be six years in May, which feels incredible. (laughs) can't believe it's been that long. Um, But I am actually a registered dietitian by training. So I actually have spent about half my career in the actual healthcare space as far as working in hospital settings, outpatient settings, and one-on-one counseling with individuals, and then moved to an HR and training role, which then opened me up to population health, which I have found is really the right space for me as we think about employer health and using data and and trying to solve issues from chronic conditions to cost containment with employers. So I really cut my teeth in the population health and data and analytics working for a health and welfare broker here in the Indianapolis area and then moved over to Springbuck, as I mentioned, about six years ago. Okay, great. Super excited. We have a wealth of experience on this podcast today. So Let's jump in. Let's talk about who Springbuck is. I think most of our listeners know, but just in case, let's talk about who Springbuck is and maybe some background on Springbuck mm-hmm. as well. Um, maybe some history, if you can share, or anything about Springbuck that you want our listeners to know. Yeah. Do you want the short version or the long version? <laughs> How well, about some Okay. <laughs> so, it's actually... It's pretty exciting, I think, personally. Uh, so our two founders, Rod Reason and Phil Daniels, actually developed Springbuck from the initial approach that they took around what we call the Healthiest Employers Program, which is actually still in existence today. 
And it is an annual survey or application that employers fill out and ranks them to find truly who is like the healthiest employers across the country. There are six main components to that survey of which one of them includes data and analytics. And what they quickly saw after getting several years worth of data was that there was a huge lack of access for employers within their own healthcare data. They just, it, they either were relying on really old reports from their carriers or they were heavily relating on their consultants to get a lot of that data. So they felt that this was a huge opportunity to allow employers to truly have access to their data, but also make sure that it was working for them and really intuitive. So their big brains came together um, and developed Springbuck, which the name itself is developed or, or named after the African Springbok because of its speed and agility and ability to quickly adapt to new situations, which we still take to heart today as far as with our product and being able to quickly adjust to what our clients need and provide them with data in a timely manner as well. So they built Springbuck truly with the employer in mind, knowing that they need to have access to timely data and really make sense of the data. And that's still, I think, our key difference differentiator in the market is being able to allow employers to quickly see the opportunities and not necessarily have to do all this data mining to try to understand where those opportunities are. We easily surface that for them. So that's kind of the medium path <laughs> as far as our history and <laughs> how we came to be. Yeah, I love that. I never knew where the name come, came from. Mm -hmm. So that's super interesting. And I absolutely love that. It totally makes sense now. Brings the full picture. Yeah. Yep. And then I, I do have a question. So the survey, is that like what determines like companies that are getting the award, like the healthiest employer awards? Okay. Yep. It sure does. Yep. So there, I believe 46 states or regions participate uh, today, which it's almost every state. There are some states that will have a couple different regions. And then at the end of the year, within the end of those applications, there is a specified number of questions dedicated to the healthiest 100. That then at the end of the year, we announced the healthiest 100 from across the country. But yeah, that is, that's the survey that you hear that um, I think there's one that actually just closed this past week, the Kansas City, that's always the first application to close for the year. And then there are different deadlines throughout the year. And we're obviously still, it's like a sister company to Springbuck. Uh, we still utilize a lot of that data just to understand from an aggregate perspective, what are employers thinking about as far as from the wellness and innovation development? What types of benefits are they thinking about offering and how that's trended over time? It's been fascinating to be able to really research that and understand that and apply that to some of the additional development within Springbuck. Yeah, I love the connection of that to Springbuck. Another thing that I didn't know. So thanks for sharing. It's, I think it's bringing, I just think it's bringing the full picture of Springbuck together. For me personally, I've known about Springbuck for many, many years. Um, and I think it might do the same for other listeners as well. Yeah. I so, think that connection with the, with the name of Springbuck and being the large, I think it's the fastest land animal yeah, really showcases like one of the reasons why I came to Springbuck in August of 2021 is that focus on innovation and, um, you know, quickly developing things that our clients need to help solve their business problems, including cost containment. 
But since I've been here, just in the last two and a half years, we've made tremendous increases in our ability to bring in, process data, enrich that data to continue to deliver those actionable insights to our clients. So it just seems so fitting to have uh, the Springbuck as our our logo. Yeah, and we refer to our colleagues internally as Bucks. We're Bucks. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, we need to do something with joy here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna propose that. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone will have to listen for future podcast updates on what we call Hellspin. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I'm really, you know, I'm really intrigued by the word innovation, especially in the healthcare and benefits space. I just think innovation in this industry is really, really hard to come by. It's, it's very, it's, it's a very stagnant industry. I mean, every, it's something that everyone needs, but it's just so complex. So innovating in this space is also very complex. And that's one of the reasons also why I came to HealthJoy is because I'm very passionate about the employee, like how an employee engages with their benefits in healthcare. And that's what HealthJoy is really doing. So I'm excited to hear that you guys are equally passionate about the innovation that Springbuck is bringing. And in that vein, I know that Springbuck just launched a new platform. So why don't you talk about the new platform that just launched last month? Nicole, do you want to keep it up? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm so going to have a hard time <laughs> stopping both of us from jumping in. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, on January 16th, Springbuck launched our new Activate Marketplace. And it again is just building on the incredible market differentiation that Springbuck has had, where we bring in the data, we analyze it, we enrich it. And we apply predictive models and we surface up all these opportunities for our wonderful employer and broker clients. And really those are in terms of cost containment, cost efficiency, drug savings, um, unnecessary or low value care, gaps in compliance with evidence-based medicine. I mean, there's just a whole host, hundreds of insights we deliver. And through this work, our brokers and employers would often ask us, hey, Springbuck, could you recommend a partner um, that helps us address this population health opportunity that you've uncovered in our population? Or can you help us implement a solution that will help us you know, get members to more effective or better care? And that's really where Springbuck Activate Marketplace was born. It was that response to our clients to say, well, yes, you know, Springbuck can develop a data-driven approach to help match you with a partner that meets your unique data needs. So the product team, our client success teams, all of our teams have been working with these partners to implement um, their solutions in our marketplace. And what makes it so different is everything is data-driven. So Libby, you know, for example, working with HealthJoy, we met with HealthJoy and we figured out what's the member identification algorithm. How do you surface up a cost savings estimate for your care navigation platform? And so when an employer is using Activate, they can actually see 
the members that HealthJoy is going to reach out to or intervene with their population and the wonderful savings um, that can be produced as part of a partnership with HealthJoy. And I think from the, oh, feedback, the feedback from our clients has been tremendous because as Nicole mentioned, we're always asked, would well, you have someone you would recommend for this? And right now, obviously, is I think a critical time where most employers are trying to pull a lot of year-end reporting or work with their brokers on just understanding kind of year-end type of financials and how the plan ran. And it's a great time to start thinking about okay, well, what was, you know, what were those top cost drivers and what could we potentially think about for next year to really wrap our arms around some of those costs? And that's the biggest piece I think about Activate is even if you're not ready to make a decision now, as far as with a vendor, you can at least start to explore that. And you can go in there anytime and it's always updating with your new data. And it just gives you, again, the opportunity to just explore what's out there without having to set up a sales call, try to figure out what the right individual you need to meet with or with your consultant. It just allows you to have the flexibility to inform yourself and understand what those opportunities are. Yeah, I think this platform, when I first heard about it, I was super excited about it. I mean, this is something that I know clients and brokers are looking for. They want you know, quite frankly, an easier way to narrow down the right solutions that they that they need based on what their claims are telling them. There's so many solutions in the market. Yeah. So and not having to go to that vendor and say, hey, I'm interested in using your product. Oh, okay, well, now we'll go get your claims on a separate request and have to run this through like take you take out like five steps. Uh, so it speeds up that process when you are ready to make a commitment and kind of move forward and understand that too. Yeah. I'm super excited to, to see this platform evolve um, mm -hmm. and see, you know, how clients and brokers are interacting with it over time, especially now that HealthJoy is part of that platform. We're excited about being part of that platform as well. So, I mean, kudos to Springbuck, honestly, because I think they're solving a problem that has people have been asking for for years now. Yeah. So we, yeah. we've tried to do it for years. <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully, having people like Nicole on our team um, made it happen. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to ask if you know how long this has been coming. Like, when did this idea first come about? Sounds like years ago. And now you're finally here. Well, historically, we have we have always tried to figure out a way to connect vendors to partners, and we failed at least three times. Um, and I thought the I honestly thought we had like given up on it. But Nicole can share a little bit more as far as kind of how this round came to be and and why it's a success this time. Yeah, I mean, again, I think we've got to give kudos to our CTO just creating this amazing technology platform. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Libby, but another great thing we did last year is we really enhanced our data pipeline. So we can now update those monthly data like within three days of receipt of the data and our pipeline continuously runs. And we're the only 
uh, health analytics vendor that offers that solution. So it's it speeds up the the time to get the data in that early detection, you know, all the connections and partners really being interested in that. And the fact that the activate cards constantly update when new data that comes in. So if you're targeting someone that's on dialysis and they weren't there six months ago, but you know, they come in and they're immediately surfaced um, on that activate opportunity card. So I love it. Let's connect all of this specifically to cost containment. So you're using the marketplace now to make recommendations, but then can you speak to the you're really going one step even further than that in showing? I know with HealthJoy you show potential savings as well. So it's not just here's a solution to, you know, help solve one of the problems that you're trying to solve, but this solution can also provide savings as well. Can you speak to either where that idea came from or just anything that Springbook has been doing outside even of, of the marketplace to speak to cost containment for the clients that are in your platform? Yeah, I think all stakeholders in the healthcare ecosystem, everyone, our partners, our employers, the brokers, the providers, the you know the the health insurance carriers, the TPAs, everyone is always very focused on cost containment. And so, whether that's offering programs to make the healthcare system more efficient, so allowing members to better navigate to get to lower cost, higher quality physicians, make the right treatment decisions. Um, some of the partners are focusing in on managing specific populations. I mean, it's it's just like constant in the news with the GLP-1s and Ozempic and all the new weight loss drugs. So really trying to bring all of that in every possible lever that you can apply around cost containment strategies and making it data-driven. So, you know, I like to go into Activate and imagine you know, can I create combinations of solutions that are complementary to one another to target my primary, you know, problem areas in my population or things that I'm most concerned about that, the, again, the data is telling me. So I think that's also a unique um, value that Activate provides, the ability to think about, well, not just one solution, but a combination of solutions to pull all the levers I possibly can uh, around containing costs. And I think what's unique as well about Springbuck in some capacity and compared to other analytic solutions is a lot of times, a, a lot of those people that Nicole mentioned as far as like all the players involved, oftentimes think about cost containment and a utilization and like a uh, pharmacy type of lens. And it's also important to think about it from a population health perspective too, like Nicole mentioned, from a condition, chronic condition or acute condition, and in thinking about potential savings that can be seen or quantified around shifting people from a higher risk to a lower risk or preventing a disease from ever happening. And that's, I think, where we are unique as far as understanding and surfacing those types of opportunities too. So yes, we know that people are always looking for hard dollar savings, which again, whether that's in the form of reducing ER utilization or moving from a brand to a generic, those types of really hard dollar, easy to see that, those savings. But 
also understanding if you can get an uncontrolled diabetic with an A1C above 10 down to a seven, there's savings that are there too. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a softer savings, harder to see sometimes, but you know, having a system and really being able to track that type of progress is, is important too for really all those parties involved. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's really easy for clients and consultants to go down the prescription savings rabbit hole. Um, but there are so many, and I'm not saying that that's not a good avenue. I am just saying it's only one avenue. And there are a lot more people that are impacted by other things. And this is why I'm so passionate about employee engagement, because I really think that that's the answer to this very complicated industry-wide problem of just members not knowing where to go, not knowing how to find a cheaper service even, how to manage a condition because they're being, I mean, there's so many resources out there. How do you pick who's right? How do you pick who's wrong? How do you find what's right for you? So I think this marketplace is an opportunity for brokers and clients to pull together all of the resources that they could possibly need into one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think and the navigation. Also... Yeah, go ahead, go. <laughs> go ahead, That's all right. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one ad additional component I love too is, like you said, knowing like what to you know what to do to manage your condition, who's being outreached to, and then you know, 12, 18 months down the line, being able to assess the success of certain programs. Um, and that's another component of Activate where, you know, having that feedback loop of the data coming back in from the partner to be able to assess, you know, what are some of the choices I've made? Are these programs working? And then transparently, so Springbuck, the employer and broker and the partner do that together. They decide on what metrics qualify the program to be successful instead of, you know, some, some other companies take an approach where here is our view on how to measure a program where we like to be collaborative um, with the partner, with the employer and broker at the table to decide transparently on how we measure success. Did you have something to add, Jennifer? I was just going to say, I think from the health joy perspective, I think the navigation piece is really important for all the points that you mentioned, especially because if you don't work in healthcare and don't understand the system, it is so complicated. And people still, I mean, I know we have open enrollment meetings once a year uh, and, and people are overwhelmed with the options that are out there and understanding out of pocket and in and out of network and deductibles and co-pays. And it is just overwhelming for people who really don't understand all of that. So the navigation piece to your, I was just going to emphasize how important I think that is really to put everything together and have one sole source to go to that truth and understand who can kind of direct you in those options. And in a similar fashion, Springbuck works like that as far as from a data um, silo, as far as taking all the data in from various disparate places and having one sole source where you can go for all your data too. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't just mention some of the things that HealthJoy is also doing from a cost containment perspective. You know, we have our core platform that 
navigate, can help you navigate your healthcare and benefits. And even I, you know, I think all of us probably on this call who have been in the industry for a while, I struggle <laughs> with oh, yeah. <laughs> where should I go? Who's the right person? How do I find the cheapest? And honestly, sometimes I think because I know that there's a right way to do it, I can feel even more overwhelmed <laughs> by that. So having HealthJoy for me has been a really great resource because I have a tool to do it for me or at least mm -hmm. help through it. But some of the things that we're doing, we have partnerships with TPAs uh, where we actually are ingesting their data and then we're able to proactively outreach and say, hey, we see that you got a pre-certification for an MRI, for example. Here's where you can go to get it, to get a high quality service, but maybe at a lower cost than you were originally planning. And then another thing, and actually our health goals report is going to be coming out very soon. And I would recommend any listener to check out that report because it's got some really cool insights. But um, that report, so when you, for, when a member first downloads the HealthJoy app, they're taken through our health goals survey that walks through what are some of the conditions you might be managing today or what are some health goals that you have. And then from those insights, we're actually doing proactive outreach to those members to drive them to what they're interested in or what they may need. Um, and we're building what we call personalized health plans for those members. So those are just two ways that I think we're getting ahead of what the member is doing to try to contain costs or at least navigate them uh, to where they need to go. I love two. that. The, yeah, I was going to say like the focus on wellness and maintaining health is so important and having that roadmap. Um, a couple years ago, I started seeing a new physician and I love her because her roadmap for me is all my lab values. And I'm, I'm very data-driven analytic. And I know like, okay, you know, twice a year, I'm gonna go to Quest, I'm gonna get my blood drawn. She's gonna run the full panel. And that's how she tracks my success. <laughs> and I know my behaviors that lead to changes in those numbers. So I, I love that. I think, you know, developing more tools for people to use to manage their health, know how to, you know, do the right things in terms of treatment paths for given chronic conditions. So that that's really cool that HealthJoy offers, you know, kind of that, that, that learning path. Yeah, you're actually reminding me that I need to schedule my preventive exam with my <laughs> care physician. So if you're listening to this and you haven't scheduled <laughs> yet, it's the beginning of the year, it's a great time to get it, get it scheduled, get your blood work done. Um, yeah. And, and, and your, and your dental exams. Yes. Don't forget those two. Vision. <laughs> I always, for any exam that I can, especially dental, because I think most benefits offer two cleanings a year. Yeah. Um, that one, I just keep scheduling. And I don't let it, I don't let myself lapse. Otherwise I, I will stop going. They usually I don't, don't let stop you. stop going to the dentist. I learned that yeah. the hard way. Because then you can't get back again. And they usually don't let you leave the office until you've scheduled your next six month visit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or at least mine does. It's like, mine too. leave the chair until we schedule you out. And I love how it's like, oh, does July 31st at 2 p.m. Does that work for you? I'm like, I can't tell you what I'm doing next week at 2 p.m. But July 31st <laughs> is great. Yes. <laughs> good. Yeah. I do think it's funny when they're like, what's a good day or time for you? I'm like, depends on the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while we're switching to 
personal things. Let's, why don't we talk about what does cost containment mean to each of you personally in this industry? Or what, if you want to share an experience with this, or I don't know, I feel very passionate about it. I think I've said from the beginning of this podcast, I feel passionate about it from the member side, making sure that employees know that they play a part and that there are tools out there that can help them. Even if their employer doesn't offer them health joy, typically your benefit provider does offer some sort of tool. So um, I just feel very passionate about employees taking hold of their own journey, really. But what about the two of you? I can, I can start. So, you know, being in this industry, as long as I have, there's been so, so many trends, right? Like years and years ago, it was the managed care model, capitated physicians that only manage a certain group of people all the way to consumer, consumer driven healthcare, you know, let people go figure it out themselves. And I'm a strong believer in focusing on health and wellness if you look across like the, the healthcare spectrum, trying to keep people well, those at risk, managing those risks as best as they can, and you know, trying to prevent as many people from getting into a high risk or catastrophic situation. But they can't do it alone. Like none of us, I, we've all been in this industry. I can't do it alone. I need a physician. I need family support. So as much as employers can do to provide you know, tools or partner with companies that just, you know, work is stressful, life is stressful, just additional tools to help people manage their health um, is, is something that I, I, you know, I really believe in. And I'm a lot like Nicole, I think there needs to be a huge paradigm shift as far as how we think about healthcare to be able to really affect healthcare costs. I think there needs to be a much greater focus on environmental health and personal health from the beginning. I'm a huge advocate for direct primary care, concierge medicine. I think the quality is unmatched. I know it's not for everyone, but knowing that people can have that direct relationship and access and coordination with the provider is, is really incredible um, to know like, Hey, I feel a little bit off. Can I go in and can I get my thyroid checked? Like, you know, rather than having to wait for a sick visit when I feel absolutely like garbage and trying to get into a regular primary care. Like that to me, that's, that is sick care. And that's the system that we have built over the past few decades of what the healthcare system is today. Yeah. I think cost containment really to have a huge impact. We have to rethink what, how we deliver healthcare from the beginning. Yeah. We built a very reactive mm -hmm model we treat yeah. once we know it's there instead of preventing it in the first place and i totally agree we have to we have to shift mm -hmm. otherwise these catastrophic high claim you know that doesn't most of those i should say don't happen overnight so yeah. if yeah. we can prevent it let's do it it's really crazy how you see cancer in such young individuals now um, yeah. I think I was reading that the incidence of colon cancer of cancer. males in particular, as far as in their thirties and forties is just like skyrocketed. Um, and again, just kind of going back to knowing the U S is great about building anything and developing anything, if it makes it easier for everyone. And you look at our food system, you look at our, 
environment and the toxins and everything else that we expose ourselves to on a daily basis. It shouldn't be surprising where we are today. Um, and it's unfortunate that I, I was listening to another podcast uh, yesterday, a snippet of it, that they were talking about how, isn't it sad that through all of the political mess that we deal with right now, and all the, the debates that have occurred and will continue to occur through November, not one candidate mentions food system, environmental issues, and like the obese or overweight type of crisis that we're all facing in America. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy to think that that is not an issue that as a nation we should be discussing at the level that it is. Yeah, it's scary. It's, I feel very doom and gloom when I talk about this, but I have also seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of people talking about not losing hope. So I want to like tag this onto the end. Like it's, it feels doom and gloom when we talk about it in this context, but if we all lose hope, then nothing's ever going to change. I think I just saw something that Jane Goodall was talking about this and I was very inspired by it. But if we all lose hope, then we're never going to, we're never going to make progress. So. Yeah. I love that too. One way I try to get, get through the chaos and what's going on at a national level is just try to focus on my own community, my own city, my neighborhood, um, and do things. I'm in a nonprofit that supports women's access to women's healthcare services for like uninsured and, and underinsured. And just trying to like, I think if we can all try to focus on how can we impact our community, then maybe eventually it'll bubble up to the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. Well, it's healthcare is local, um, yeah. which is, the one good thing, I guess, of all this, like you both pointed out, like you have to take care of yourself first um, and then share that knowledge, educate and yeah. turn our communities into positive, uh, which again, like you said, will bubble up and gain attention and develop more and more communities uh, that are healthy in the same too. Yeah. I love where this episode went. I feel like we just had a little therapy session. I hope that all <laughs> the same way. <laughs> um, but I think like, we'll just close it out. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was a great episode. I loved having you both on. Um, be sure to look out for our listeners. Be sure to look out for future episodes of Bonding with Benefits. And then I'll also plug that Springbook has an upcoming podcast as well. Featuring HealthJoy, our CEO, Justin, is going to be on that podcast. I believe it's launching March 5th. So be on the lookout for that podcast as well. Thanks so much for being here, guys. This was so much fun and i loved getting to know you a little bit better had the, it's a friday for us so we had a little therapy session at the end of a friday it was great. <laughs> that was awesome thanks libby <laughs> thanks fun. libby thank you